This year, the Bearcats are the Hunters, not the Hunted. And that is a good thing. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked Up Bearcats on this Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, including if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us, subscribe and follow to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. We want to make the everyday or a cool thing to be. The truest fan is the everyday or you reward, we reward you the everyday or so that's what we're here for. That is what we are here for. We are creating community, the everyday community, by referencing back to previous episodes, teasing ahead to future episodes, and gaining engagement on social media and YouTube. So that is you, the everyday listener. Thanks for making us your first listen of every day. 31 days from now, the Bearcats are members of the Big 12. Six or 94 days from now, the Bearcats are playing Eastern Kentucky in their season opener. I did meet an Eastern Kentucky student yesterday. So, and that I believe is the, that's the second Eastern Kentucky student I know. So great to see them. And more importantly, this, Athlon Sports, my go-to college football preview NFL preview magazines to help get me ready for football season. The Bearcats, which by the way, it's great to see them in the power five of this, of this magazine, but unfortunately the power five doesn't get all of the, they they don't get like every team. It used to be like every power five team would get two pages worth of content and the, the group of five would get one. Well, now the power five just gets one page and the group of five get like a half a page or maybe a, a spot in the upper right corner. So that's a story for another day. But the point that I'm making here today, the Cincinnati Bearcats were picked to finish 13th in the Big 12. 13th place, a projected record of 5 and 7 overall, which tells you the depth of this league. 5 and 7, 3 and 6 in the Big 12. Okay. This is a good thing. I, I like that the Bearcats are picked to finish 13th. You know why? Because, A, they're not going to finish 13th, so they're already wrong. Not that I don't have respect for Athlon Sports. I actually think they're really, really good. They're really detailed. But they're not going to finish in 13th place. I don't think so. And, two, because this year for the first time in a very, very long time, the Bearcats are the hunters. In terms of conference hierarchy, which they were already going to be because they're new to the to the Power Five and the Big 12. But as far as but as far as excuse me as far as the conference hierarchy is concerned they are going to finish way higher than 13th, I think. And for the first time since Essentially, 2019, they are hunting 
the other teams. I think you can make a case they're hunting Houston and UCF and BYU. And they should be because think about this. Again, they're going into their first season as Power 5 members and Big 12 members with a new head coach, a new offensive line, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new quarterback, new almost every essential player or coach. So, of course, it's going to be a difficult transition. And maybe that's why the Bearcats are picked to finish 13th. But again, it's all about the fact that there aren't any expectations within the Cincinnati Bearcats football program like there have been in recent years. 2019, they were hunting because UCF was still the cream of the crop in the conference. 2020, the Bearcats were the absolute hunted. They entered that season with outsized expectations not seen since probably 2009. 2021, they were the hunters and the hunted. That made that season so unique because they were hunting the college football playoff, but every team was gunning for them in the American Athletic Conference. So my point to you is this. My point to you is the fact that the Cincinnati Bearcats are picked to finish 13th like that and embrace that because this team and this program does well when they're hunting. 2020 was an exception. That was a COVID year, and they just had a more dominant roster than essentially every team they played. The only close game they played that season was Central Florida, who they beat by three points on the road, and that was a good UCF team that they played. But this year, they are hunting 12 other teams, essentially, according to Athlon Sports. Do I do I believe that? No. But 13th place. And here's the Big 12. The Big 12 projected standings. They have Texas finishing first at 11-2 and and then playing Utah in the Cotton Bowl. Interesting. By the way, they have Texas, they, they rank Texas, they have position unit rankings. They have Texas ranked first at every single unit. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, O-line, D-line, linebackers, and defensive backs. They have Oklahoma finishing second, nine and four. Shocker. Then they have Kansas State and TCU at eight and four each. Texas Tech, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State five through eight at seven and five. UCF, Iowa State, BYU, and Houston at six and six, nine through twelve. So then you're going to say to me, well, we think Cincinnati is one win below the 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 Houston Cougars at BYU and UCF. One win lower, and by the way, West Virginia was picked to finish 14th at four and eight. But what? But what this magazine has is they have every team winning at least three games in the conference, and they have every team winning at least four games. So we're sitting right now, and the Bearcats are projected to finish second to last. But they have UCF, Houston, and BYU projected to finish six and six. Well, who's to say the Cincinnati Bearcats can't finish six and six? I mean, it's it's a total indictment, I think, that Athlon's giving them when they don't even deserve to have it. Because you look at because you look at what the Bearcats have that's new. Quarterback, offensive line, head coach, and that's gonna automatically warrant a thirteenth place finish. So they're saying that Baylor, Iowa State. 
and Houston and Kansas, they're all better than Cincinnati. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But Cincinnati's the lowest projected newcomer in finishing. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with that. But you know what? Make the Bearcats the Hunters. That's fine. Because I think they're going to be much better than five and seven. Now, now, is it a possibility that they finish five and seven? Absolutely. This episode of Lockdown Bearcats, as you see on your screen, is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Cincinnati Bearcats, 13th place finish. But what's really interesting is what they tell you about the Cincinnati Bearcats in the scouting report. I'll explain what they what Athlon Sports had to say after I tell you how this episode of Locked On Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. NBA Finals starting tomorrow between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bid up to $2,500. That's $2,500. $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. What I love the most about FanDuel, great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and I get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, a no-sweat first bid up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. So we're into that point in the offseason where, I mean, it's essentially a potluck of who's going to come on the show tomorrow, what we're going to have on the show. But we're going to have something cooked up for you tomorrow. Looking forward to, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have Neil Meyer on or not. Not sure if we're going to have Zach and Sean or Russ. But uh, Neil did text me uh, something. Um that he may not be able to come on this week due to scheduling conflicts, but that's okay, but we're going to have something good for you. So the Cincinnati Bearcats, the scouting report in Athlon Sports is really, really interesting. So they so they talk about how on offense they bring a, back a strong running back group led by Corey Kiner and Miles Montgomery. They talk about Corey Kiner rushing for 362 yards and five touchdowns. Montgomery offers big playability that should be on full display. They talk about the wide receiver room having a complete overhaul. Top six from 2022 departing for the NFL. Then they get into the transfers. They talk about Gavin Gerhardt being the only returning starter for a group that is learning a completely different blocking scheme. Multiple transfers have found their way into the starting unit. Trevor Radosevich at left guard. Philip Wilder at right tackle. Louisville transfer Luke Kandra is going to be available come September. Then you get to the defense. They say the defense is in a much better spot than the offense thanks to a formidable line. Absolutely true. The Godfather, Jawan Briggs, Malik Van combined 19 career sacks. Then you got Daniel Greshik. Then you've got the Sean Pace. Then you've got the secondary. They say it's a mix of old and new with Sammy Anderson Jr., Brian Threats, Jordan Young, DJ Taylor. Then you've got special teams, which they which they talked about, Mason Fletcher. Then they get into final analysis which they say expectations are tempered 
But this program still has a lot of quality players, and a sixth consecutive bowl berth definitely is within reach. So at least they're saying to us, now you can buy these if you want to. I I take everything that, that is said in that magazine with a grain of salt. But at least what they're saying to you is the Cincinnati Bearcats are good enough to go to a bowl game for a sixth consecutive year, which is un- which is really amazing if you think about it. I can't remember the last time the Bearcats went to six straight bowl games. Six consecutive bowl games. I don't even know if it's ever happened in school history. Sure, they went to bowl games in 06, 07, 08, 09, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So they've been to five. They've been to five. I don't know if they've ever been to six consecutive bowl games in school history. So that's something else that could be accomplished this season if it hasn't happened already. I... I'm trying to think if they went, they go to a bowl game in 05. I don't remember if they went in 05. 04, I know they went to the Fort Worth Bowl. I don't remember about 05. Something tells me they did not go to a bowl game that year. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm interested in seeing if they did. Now they went 4-7. and seven. So they did not go to a bowl game that year, but they did go so I guess they went to five of six because in 04, they were seven and five. Yeah, they went to the, the Fort Worth Bowl. They won that game. Did they go in 03? No. 02? Yes, they went to the New Orleans Bowl, lost to North Texas. 01, they went. They lost in the Motor City Bowl to Toledo. 2000, they went to the Motor City Bowl and lost versus Marshall. 99, they went three and eight, although they did beat Wisconsin. So, 8-4, and four, they went to the Humanitarian Bowl versus Utah State. And that was their first bowl game, 97, since, jeez, you got to go all the way back. Wow. I'm, I'm up to 1982 on this, uh, on, sport, on uh, sportsreference.com, and I'm not seeing... So that was their first bowl game, the Cincinnati Bearcats in 1997. Anyway, the point is this. The point is the Cincinnati Bearcats are going to be able to play for a bowl game for a sixth straight year, something that I don't think has ever happened in program history. And that's going to be a major, major accomplishment. They didn't even, I mean, they've had, they had like winning records. Just doesn't say if they went to a bowl game or not. Maybe they weren't selected to go to a bowl game, but then again, as you keep going back, there weren't that many bowl games to attend. So, yeah, 1997 was their first bowl game in at least 43 years. How about that? Now they're on the verge of going to their sixth consecutive bowl game, which has never happened in school history. Never happened, I don't think. But I'm almost sure that it never has happened. Six consecutive. Now, in the scouting report, they talk about. In the scouting report, they talk about it was evident last season that Luke Fickle had made a decision pretty early on not to return. It was known that he really didn't have interest in trying to transition them to a Big Twelve program with a Texas-centric wow. focus, and that was as far as recruiting. Now, that's really interesting to think about because when Luke Fickle left Cincinnati for Wisconsin, obviously there was the shock. Then there was well, he was. Then we found out reports came out that he was already in talks. That essentially he was already taking the Wisconsin job, and maybe he wasn't focused on the final game against Tulane. 
Continuing with Luke Fickle and what was said about that he wasn't really interested in transitioning the Bearcats to the Big 12. When I first read that, that was tough to see. And maybe again, because remember one of the big problems last year with the Bearcats were the number of penalties they accrued. But the more I think about it, I I think the Cincinnati Bearcats are, I think they are still right now in a good position. I, I, I think last year what you saw was a program that was way down by expectations, and maybe Luke Fickle wasn't 100% into it, which sucks, is hard to hear. But at the same time, I just think about what could be if the Cincinnati Bearcats, what could be if the Cincinnati Bearcats, if Luke Fickle had been invested last year? But again, I don't know if Luke Fickle was the right man for the Big 12 because of his coaching style, because of his, you know, he was good in the transfer portal, but not like Scott Satterfield. I don't know if he was going to embrace the modern-day college football in the Big 12. It would have been interesting. It's one of those great what-ifs. But when you read this, and that it was evident early on that, you know, he was you know looking to move on from Cincinnati. And again, at first it was tough. Then you read the reports and you go, well, maybe that's why the Bearcats didn't play all that well, that, that they look like they, you know, they didn't have that sense of urgency when they played Tulane in the last regular season game. So, in essence, look, this program, again, last the last four years, they every game they've played has had championship championship implications, whether conference championship, playoff, or not. But what I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is that the Cincinnati Bearcats last year did not look like a team that could play in the Big 12. This, the Skyrim report says bringing Sat in doesn't seem to make a ton of sense, but maybe it will work. I'm one of those who hope it does. He says, it says we're all interested in how this guy recruits long-term after Fickle, and that won't show up this season. But they do talk about how Fickle left the cover pretty sto- pretty stocked on defense. They recruited really well to that side. I think they're going to be good there, and the defensive coordinator is very aggressive with his calls. So, yeah, 5-7 and seven would suck because you would just miss out on a bowl game, but I, I, I ask you to look at the schedule and tell me where they're going to get five wins. EKU, Miami, uh, maybe Kansas, I guess Iowa State, Baylor. So they're saying to you, They're going to lose to Pitt, Oklahoma, BYU, Oklahoma State, UCF, Houston, West Virginia. Or or no, no, not West Virginia. They beat West Virginia, but then lose to Kansas. I don't believe that. I think they they beat West Virginia. They beat UCF. Maybe Houston, they don't. Again, I'm still seven to eight wins. Anything beyond that, phenomenal. At the end of the day, there is still, at the end of the day, there is still, this belief that the Cincinnati Bearcats are still good enough to go to their sixth straight bowl game. And again, it all goes back to being that model of consistency. You know what? We'll revisit that topic tomorrow. Maybe I'm going to put a new spin on the model of consistency that the Cincinnati Bearcats are and can be going into 2023. And they've been that way for a long time. And especially they need to get back to that in basketball. That's for tomorrow's show. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats today your first listen 
of every day, free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, including if you're watching us on YouTube. Bearcat birthdays today. Let's see if we have any Bearcat birthdays on this Wednesday, May 31st. Let's see. So we have, as far as birthdays are concerned, we have... I'm looking to see... Kenny Mixon was not a Bearcat. Joe Namath's birthday is today. How about that? So we have nobody in football for the Bearcats. Basketball, we have, let's see if anybody that was born on this day, May 31st. We do not. All right. So that is going to do it for me today. I'm on Twitter, Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an A-T-I. Instagram, Alex Frank, not underscore. And then email, Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Back tomorrow. Model of consistency. That's what the Bearcats need to be and continue to be in football and men's basketball. Have a great rest of your day. And I'm back tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Did I mention I'm Alex Frank? You already know that. Have a great rest of your day. Back tomorrow here on Locked On Bearcats. Of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.